Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. A few things to do today, and so I will cut straight to the chase. Please turn your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 18, and I'll read verses 30 to 34. The first Kings chapter 18, verses 30 to 34. Verses 30 to 40, actually. Verses 30 to 40. All right. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him and repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seers of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel. And I am your servant. And that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook, Kishon, and executed them there. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word in Jesus' name. If you want to title it, title it, Wonders of Divine Fire. Verse 38, it says, then the fire of the Lord fell. Hallelujah. Fire is the great divider. It separates what should not be from what should be. And Elijah knew this when he put the challenge to them in verse 21. He knew that words can go only thus far. He knew that any other thing, but when fire comes, it separates what ought to be from what ought not to be. Hear what it says in verse 21. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? And he's saying to this nation, How long will you falter between following human ideas and the word of God? He's saying unto a family here, how long will you falter between succeeding and not really succeeding? He's saying to somebody who is here, maybe you are not sick and you are not healthy. Maybe someone is there, you are not poor and you are not rich. And there's a need to divide. He said they were faltering. Most of our lives are lived in such a manner in which we can't even know exactly which side we belong. Are we making it or not making it? Am I succeeding or not succeeding? But Elijah knew the only thing that we separate and make clear what is what is what? Fire. Somebody say fire. fire. I say somebody say fire. fire. Fire is the great separator. Is the great divider. Is the great thing in the hand of God that can make known what should be known and can eliminate what ought not to be there. And do you know what? The devil is also aware of that. And that's why the devil goes after the fire. I've been feeling in my spirit for a while that generally, not just in the nation, but even in the Christian church, I say, oh, the devil is going what, after what is most important, the fire. There's so much lukewarmness around. There's so much trying to make all the effort just to say hallelujah, just to pray in tongues, just to even come to church. And the devil is going after the fire. But today the fire is coming back. 
I said the fire has come back in the name of Jesus. And it's been doing that through the ages. When the children of Israel were to possess their possession in the land of Canaan, Joshua, the man of God, sent out 12 spies to go and you know, spy the land. You know what they came back with? 12 came to do what? To kill the fire. Sorry, 10 came back to kill the fire. Only two were prepared to make the fire to burn. And there are many things happening all around us. There are many things in the news that are trying to kill the fire of God. The fire is coming back. Yeah. I said the fire is coming back. Yeah. So many things. So many things. I was reading something yesterday about the state of Christianity in a nation like the United States. Where people were leaving the church in droves. Many of them are not going anywhere anymore. I nearly cried out. Even the clock changed over. I was still there. You know, so sad in my heart. Very late into the early hours of the morning. And they were not unique. Look all around you. Look at the nations of the world. The devil knows what he needs to do. And he's doing it very well. But you know what? God wants to do what he wants to do. If you will allow him. That's why no more half miracles. That's why no more I just improved. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, he hated lukewarmness. He said, I wish you were either hot or... The devil knows. He wouldn't bring total coldness. What he would bring would be something in between. Just dampen the fire. And when I was preparing, I was asking the Lord, what shall we share? I didn't know the word fire just came. And I had to pray quite some time to be sure it was the word. Then the Lord reminded me when I eventually got what he was telling me. That earlier in the week, he showed me several and sequences of visions of the night. And they were all pointed to one thing. I can be very explicit with you with some of them. They were sometimes around the issue of somebody riding a car and then going up a hill and then the engine cut off. Or something that trying to rev and nothing was happening. So all points to the fact that something is sucking the fire. Sucking the fire in our individual life, in our families, in the church, in the nations. Tell your neighbor the fire is here now. And you will be the first to receive it in the name of Jesus. Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 9. Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 9. Just to tell you the secret of the enemy. The enemy is behind the deadness that we are seeing all around. Then I said, what you are doing. That was Nehemiah speaking unto Sambalat, Tobiah, and the Arabian. What are you doing? What you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nation? Is that where I need really? All right. I think probably verse uh, 9. Let's keep reading. Where I was saying that they just want to weaken our hand. I also, with my brethren and my servant, I'm leading. That's not where I need. But anyway, it was talking that place. We said that all they wanted to do was to do was to also weaken their hands. And the enemy is an expert in that one. But fire is coming back today. Fire is coming back today. I can feel a change that is coming. I can feel a sense that it shall not remain like this forever in the name of Jesus. Because on the day of Pentecost, the fire came. And the fire is coming again. It's the promise of the Father. Do you know, when Laddie was leading us in prayer this morning, he said sometimes we can't touch our miracle because the, even the passion to stretch out is no longer there because the enemy has weakened us. That's what happened in Mark chapter 5. When Jesus was going to the house of Jairus, and by the time we got to verse 35, Mark chapter 5, verse 35, just to tell you that the Lord fought something that will kill the fire, we shall fight what will kill the fire. While he was still speaking, that somebody came from the house of the man, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? What shall I be believing God for? It can't happen anymore. The little hope you have, in fact, the condition has gotten worse than what it used to be before. That's what he was saying. Before you were just, they were cutting only the salary. Now they said, no more job. Before, you are even seeing signs that there's a possibility that this health will improve, that this breakthrough will come. But now all the signs have been removed. Who was behind that? Satan. Just kill the fire. Verse 36. See how the Lord dealt with that. That's what we shall do today as well. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, read together with me, one, two, go. Do what? 
Do not be afraid. Don't let them take the fire from you. And from today onward, by the special grace of God to the end of this year, we shall do everything to make sure the fire does not go out. We can't, we can't allow the fire to go out. And that's why liberal theology is going out now, telling us that even praying in tongues, in fact, things that we have embraced before, they started reversing it. That's why I said we have a lot to do today. We shall minister. Fire must fall today. Oh, you are not. I said fire must fall today. And it shall fall on you and me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Without the fire, we are in trouble. And I can tell you, when the fire is really there, one is unstoppable. I don't know if, if some of you have listened to this particular or seen this particular clip before. I don't think it was a WhatsApp one. I think it was on YouTube or whatever. And that just gave me, when I was coming down, you know, for this service, the Lord just reminded me that story. Very instructive story. It happened that this woman, and I actually, I practically stood up and gave her a clap, you know, um, a standing ovation. This woman was driving an SUV in the United States of America. You know, the streets, are very, the roads are very long and straight most of the time. But irrespective, she was driving. And then the fear of every driver happened to her. The accelerator jammed. And so there she was. She did all she could to get the accelerator back. The accelerator was not coming back. And the vehicle was accelerating. Now, she hasn't got much options. All the options available, she did. Um, if it's been a time like a Wednesday, I probably would have asked the question, what are the things she could do? Switch off the engine? If she switched off the engine, what can happen? Lost control. Press on the brakes? Why not? Not yet. All right? Okay? She actually did. And the brake has completely failed. Pull your handbrake. Why not? You will spin. Good. Take it away from gear. You can lower the gear. The gears were not responding. The clutches were gone. I mean, when I, they were narrating it and I was seeing it. And for the first time, we, even when I drive the motorway now, I stick the way well, we have. We have motorway at the freeway. Now. When I sit on the motorway now, I see have that Lord don't let anything, Lord don't let anything jam. And this woman did very well. She kept maneuvering the car, and then on a car uh, telephone, she called the police. So the police were there trying to clear the way for her, and she was going. If she ditches the car, it's going to be unsurvivable. I think the speed got to around 156 miles per hour. Now, if you've done 100 miles per hour before, maybe you are absent-minded. You know what I'm talking about. 156 miles per hour. And she was going. Brake cannot stand fire. So if you are going to be stopped, even trying, somebody is trying to stop you, can't stop you because fire was there. Ask me, how did the story end? How did the story end? She didn't switch up. Yes, you know the steering will lock. Thank God, and they call it, actually the narrator says it's a miracle. The engine burnt out itself. The fuel was still there. The engine got so hot, of course, the top cylinder gasket will burn. The rings will start melting by that time. At constantly, and she was on it for close to one hour. And now my lesson is this. Where the fire is, it's unstoppable. Unless we take the fire away. So all these things, they are resisting us. Eh, this method, there's no method to stop if refire is there. Unfortunately, that was on, on control fire. That was why we are afraid. Amen. Imagine that's a fire within the church. That we are going at such speed. And people are throwing things at us and we know. And we know we are totally in control. The woman was in control. She maneuvered, she would go on the curbway, come back again, weaving between cars at over 150 miles per hour. I would love to shake the woman's hand. She was a middle-aged woman in her late 50s. But my lesson there is that, brethren, let the fire continue to burn. Can I have amen unto that one? And so all the opposition will vanish when the fire is burning in Jesus' name. Five things very quickly. Five things very quickly that will happen. Or the fire does, or the fire separates. Number one, it separates illumination from darkness. It separates illumination or light from darkness. When fire comes, the Holy Ghost fire comes, ideas will be given unto you. 
When Holy Ghost fire comes, what seems that what shall I do is no longer what shall I do. You will know what to do. When the Holy Ghost fire comes, revelation will be given unto you. In Acts chapter 2, beginning from verses 14 to 41, we can't read it. The man Peter, who was afraid a short while ago, the man Peter, who did not know his left from his right, within the space of, if, I, if we take it verbatim, if you read through that psalm, maybe with example, sorry, sorry, through that sermon, with a bit of examples there and there, maybe it was a 15 minutes maximum sermon. The man quoted perfectly from the Old Testament four times. This was a man who never knew one verse of scripture before. But all the fire has come. Hallelujah. Revelation has come. The fire has come. Insight has come. And I'm trusting God that as we receive the fire today. I'm not, we're not, it's not go come. We receive the fire today. It's not let's come and convey again. It's today. In a new dimension. And when the fire comes upon you yourself, clarity will come. The many of us are, should I go forward, should I come backward? Should I leave the town, should I stay in town? Should I go this way or go that way? Should I start my business? All the confusions, they go when the illumination is there. That's what fire does. The man Peter was not in any doubt at all. He was so sure. He said, oh, ye men and women. He said, it's not that these men were drunk. The man that was afraid, he was clear about what he was saying. And the Bible said their hearts were touched. May you know clarity. Oh, you didn't hear me say, you know clarity. Why do people miss it? Because we are not clear. We try this one, we try that one. But when clarity comes, you go for it straight. It's about time that we become sharpshooters. Not uh, this one eats, that one doesn't eat. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. The Lord will deliver us. But when there's no illumination, there are no dreams and visions. Because it is darkness. There are no hopes. Everything becomes clumsy and unsure. Number two, of the things that fire does or separate, it separates heat from cold. It separates what? Heat from cold. In the book of Acts chapter 7, 54 to 56, a man that received the Holy Spirit, when they heard this thing, that was Stephen when was about to be, you know, martyred. They were cut to their heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Verse 55, please. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What is that one? Please go back to verse 56. What is that one there? What has, the fire, what has fire done in that verse? Open his eyes. Illumination, isn't it? But more than illumination. Look at verse 56. Let's go there. And he said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Still illumination. Verse 60. A few other things happening between. Verse 60, please, very quickly. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Where the Holy Spirit is, people's hearts are warm towards one another. You know, all the bickering happening in families, all the breaking happening amongst us is because the Holy Spirit fire has not fallen. If you've experienced the freshness of the Holy Spirit before, you see that your heart is filled with love for people. If there are things normally you won't tolerate, you tolerate it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. This man, this was a man who's been stoned. He has every right and audacity to curse them. What did he say? His heart was warm. May the love of God fill this house. May the love of God fill your heart. Fill my heart. And when the love of God comes, that's the heat. It, it, it makes you, it, 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 it warms you from the inside. Coldness does not stay anymore. Coldness comes with bitterness and envy. That's what it does. In James chapter 3, I think verse 14. James chapter 3, verse 14. It was telling us that. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Who is the spirit of truth? Who is the spirit of truth? So if there is still bitter, envy, and seeking in our hearts, then, and we are saying that the Holy Spirit is in us, what is it? What are we doing? We are... So that's what it means. So we are truly, the Holy Spirit fire is there, there cannot be bitter envy. There cannot be self-seeking. Usually when all these things are happening, and you see two people, irreconcilable differences. In fact, my eyes are better open now. Rather than start settling quarrel before them, 
Just pray over them that they should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't you know our job is easier? So Thursday that I'm having one hour counseling now. How sweet that will be. As you are coming in, he said, what's the problem? He said, she's doing this to me and doing this to her. Both of you sit down. And the Holy Spirit falls upon both of you. And the next minute you all give watch or that. I said, Pastor, bye-bye. And I believe the Holy Spirit can do that. You believe that with me. I mean, these people that were fighting each other before they were together in the upper room. And when the Holy Spirit came, they were not fighting anymore. They loved each other. Any place where you see constant quarreling, Spirit of the Lord is not there. Write that one down. Anywhere, anywhere. He said, I said. She didn't say, I did say. But the Spirit of God will give us freshness in our souls. Beginning from today. Some of you, when you live here, you pick the phone and call people that you have not spoken to for a long time. Because a new strength will come upon you. Number three thing that the Holy Spirit does, or the fire of the Holy Spirit does, it brings movement. Somebody say movement. That means no more stagnation. You know, heat rises. No more stagnation in your life. No more stagnation in your husband. No more stagnation in your children's life. Heat cannot stay in the same place. Heat must rise. Those of you upstairs, is it cold there? What is it over there? We are jealous of you. We want to ask you to come down, but please stay there. Because the heat in this room always does what? Rises. And there's no one who have got the Holy Ghost fire that can be kept down. Somehow, somehow, you will be lifted up. That's what the Spirit of the Lord does. It's the Spirit that lifts up. It doesn't keep down. That's why it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be, you will naturally be lifted. You are not like one of those that decides to go and travel on airplane and was wondering that where will you put my luggage? They said, we'll put the luggage away for you. I hope the luggage will not be too heavy. The plane that can carry you will carry your luggage. Hallelujah. So the spirit that has saved you is the same spirit that will carry you to the next level. And I'm convinced about that. The devil is the one that keeps down. The spirit of the Lord is the one that lifts up. We shall be lifted. I said we shall be lifted. If you go to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Let me get the example. Just about the last three verses. And you will see what the, the, this issue of movement can do. Verse 46 will do us. 1 Kings 18, 46 will be good. Fire will fall today. Mm, and it will fall on me. It will fall on you. What does he say? Then the hand of the Lord came upon and he guarded up his loin and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Ahab was in a chariot. Elijah was on foot. And the man outran him. And that tells me something. That when the fire comes, one moves faster than you used to move. Some of us, our problem is not that we are not moving. We are moving too slowly. And I'm one of them. You know, during the week, I was praying. I shared it with somebody. And uh, I don't know whether I should share this with you, but I will. Amen? Do you want me to share it with you? It's something personal, but it might benefit some of you. I was praying. And there's a particular song that I learned when I was a lot younger. It's a Yoruba song. And I just sing it for you in English. Well, there's no English version, but I translate it. It says, um, my life is yours, O Lord. I've given it all to you. My money, my noon, and my night, they are yours. Some of you are trying to figure out whatever song it is. And as I was singing that song, it had a different meaning unto me. I'm talking about speed now. And I realized that a large number of us in this room, we are, we are in our afternoon. But I also realized that I am about entering my night. Because even if the Lord were to grant one 90 years, the first 30 years will be what? The next 30 years will be, what is the last 30 years? If you have never been sober before, I was sober. <laughs> The night is about to be entered. But thank God, when the hand of the Lord is upon you, 
what you are unable to fulfill in the afternoon, speed will come at night. And those of you that are seen the afternoon, night is coming soon. It's coming sooner than you think. Don't show your hands. If you are anything around 50, anything around it, plus or minus even five, night is looking your direction. But thank God, thank God, a man started his ministry very late in the night. Who was that? In actual fact, God readjusted his timetable. You know his life was divided to three. The first 40 years was his money. 40 to 80, he completely wasted when he was with Jethro in the wilderness. And then 80 to 120. So everything he did, he did that. Lord, let my story be like that too. So I have hope. Hallelujah. And if you are in that category, you have hope as well. Speed is of the Lord. Amen. Don't worry yourself. I've lost years. God can give you speed. But many of others are our greatest problem. My mates have been in this stage. They've had this landmark. They have that landmark. Don't worry yourself. God can make a day to be like a thousand years. I live daily for that. When a person breaks through, so look, you will be wondering as others will be jealous. But the only thing you tell them, do you if you can you could you have lived the life I lived? Will you have survived the years that I was in the wilderness? I'm sure people are jealous. Were jealous. That's why, of course, his evil cousins were jealous of him. Now, Moses, when Korah and the rest of them, they were first cousins, they were jealous of him. The man must have looked at him and shook his head. If you know what I've been through, these were small boys, many of them probably 40, and they saw old man, they said, is he the only one? Including his brother and sister, he said, well, you were there in the, enjoying, I was, I was in the bush. Your story will turn around suddenly. Yeah. And speed will come, speed will come. Yeah. And it's fire that will bring the speed in the name of Jesus. And I'm saying this from the bottom of my, are you hearing me? Because the work of salvation and revival in this land can only be done with the fire of the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus Christ tell them when he was telling about the gospel? What did he tell them? Remember? He said, tarry ye where? In Jerusalem. Until you are endued with power. And ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you will be. You know that's why we are having all these conferences and meetings? Because no fire. Tell me how many conferences they had in the days of Peter. I'm not, I'm not against conferences, though. But conference without fire is confusion. May the Lord release his fire upon you. May he release his fire upon our families in Jesus' name. How many have we mentioned? What is number one? Light and darkness is separated by fire. Hmm? So wherever there's fire, light and darkness is number two. Heat and cold. Wherever there's fire, warmth will come. Heat will come. And heat normally rises. Number three. And part of heat again is that every form of depression vanishes. When the Holy Spirit comes. Because that's heat. When a person is cold on the inside, when a person is depressed, it's part of lack of heat. Number three, we then said movement with take. Number four, sound will come. In Acts chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. Acts chapter 2 verses 1. I will finish very quickly. Ah, is the time up? Uh, your computer is not talking anymore. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2, please, if we may. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And verse 3, it then said, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Go back to verse 2. The sound that came... The Bible did not say it was the sound of wind. I hope you understand that one. What did the Bible said? As what? Where again did the Bible talk of sound that is like something? That you know it is not that something. Sound of many water. It said there was a voice in heaven like sound of... Was it more than water that was flowing? So, but here it said the sound came like 
a rushing mighty wind. Have you seen bushfire burn before? What comes with it? Sound. So it was the fire actually. So it was not the wind that was I don't believe it's the wind. It was the fire that was, because if it's the wind, it will have blown things in that room. They heard the sound, but there was no evidence that the wind itself moved anything. So when fire comes, fire comes with a sound. And what are the evidences that the sound of fire is in your life? Where your mouth has been shut because, before, because of your circumstances, your mouth will open. There are many people that cannot talk because of their circumstance. Is somebody listening? When the Holy Spirit fire comes, you will talk. We all have ideas of insecurity. Many a times, when they get to a topic, you excuse yourself. Because it's a painful area. But the time is coming. When the fire comes, it will set it right. On that day, when the fire came... The first thing that everybody knew and everybody took notice of was that they started speaking in tongues. It came with sound. You don't speak in tongue where you occasionally you can speak in tongue in your heart, but most of the time you can't speak in tongue without us hearing something. Some people say I'm baptized the Holy Spirit, but I only don't speak in tongue. If you are baptized, the fire comes, your mouth must move. Sound comes with fire. To proclaim the gospel. Sand comes with fire. To speak where you have been afraid before. Many of us, we enter into rooms, we get afraid because there's no fire. And there's no human being that doesn't get to a stage in your life or a situation in your life where you have been comfortable speaking before, but it's difficult for you to speak there. I don't know any human being like that. You may still manage to speak, but it's not as easy. I'm in my own home now. Amen. I have liberty here. I'm among friends, I'm among people I know, I'm among brethren. But sometimes I've been out there to go and preach somewhere. As I'm entering like this, every eye was like dagger. I mean, you will know that it is a, what will he say? And at that stage, you leave your note, you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. You have to. Or else, those eyes will go more than like dagger, they will be real daggers. How many times have you gone go for an interview? You have been comfortable before. You've been bored before. But this particular one, it becomes difficult. You know why? All you need is that particular fire to come from above. And then the mouth that was mixing words together will now open widely. May our mouth open wide. May our mouth open wide. People that were avoiding picking their calls, you will pick their calls very soon. I was there before. I've shared that with you. And there are still many people in this nation, even in our midst, every phone call is a fear. Maybe somebody that is asking the payment is due. I was there before. And anyway, please, always take the phone calls. That's part of, part of practical things. Amen? Always take the phone calls. We dealt with that before, the issue of debt. Always take the, always take the phone calls. If you don't take the phone calls, it gets harder. They can always negotiate. Another day, some of you will listen to that particular study before. Okay, so you can go and check that again. Finally, so that we can pray. How many have we mentioned quickly? Number one. Number two. Ah, you're still checking your notes. I thought you would have known it off right now. Number three. Number four. Number five. Fire purifies. It sets aside impurity from purity. It purifies. It purifies our thoughts. It purifies our desires. It purifies our lives. There's no mixture between, there's no confusion between am I succeeding and failing? Am I a Christian or not a Christian? Am I for the Lord or not for the Lord? All those confusions, when fire comes, it will separate them. In actual fact, the Bible says the, 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 on the day of Pentecost, the fire rested upon them like of a divided tongue. Just always to tell you that the purpose of fire is to divide. And it sat upon their heads. Tonight or this afternoon, by the special grace of God, the fire will fall. Amen. And it will fall on you in the name of Jesus. It will fall on me in the name of Jesus. Two things or three, we shall do this afternoon. Amen? Amen. As we call the fire, it will do all the work. It will do all the work. 
If I were to list one by one, I will miss some of the things he can do. After all, he is God. And he knows more than any one of us will ever know. So as we rise on our feet in this moment, we will take one, two prayer points, and then we will do some very important things because the Lord is insistent that the fire must fall on us today. Amen? Amen. And you will not be exempted in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are we all upstanding? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, do it again. Sing it two times. Sing it prayerfully. Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. We will read together and turn that to our prayer. One, two, we read. One, two, go. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and the last one, read together. Please go back to verse 11. The last sentence there. I want to go. Read it one more time. The Lord laid on my heart now. When you receive that fire today, you will decree things. You will decree it emergency. And it will take place immediately. It's not going to be a matter of praying anymore. Of course, you need to pray. Pray of dedication, pray of supplications, pray of intercession. But you will be entering to the realm of decrees. Enter into the realm of say, I call this thing forth and it shall come. Because it was by the same decree the apostles operated. So you will say, Father, baptize me with fire today. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and turn that to your prayer. Baptize me with fire so that my tongue will be like fire. Every word that shall proceed out of my mouth. We are leaving nobody behind today. Every one of us. We must receive a new fire of passion. We shall receive a new hoof in us. 
we shall receive a new outpouring of the spirit of the living God baptize me with fire Holy Spirit divine Lord Jesus Christ you are the one that you are saying you will baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire baptize me anew baptize me afresh baptize me in a new dimension with the Holy Spirit and with fire Oh, stir yourself up. Rapo Sanderi Adeba. Jesus Proposi Marika Shandera. Fire of the Holy Spirit move in this place, Lord. Just fire of the Holy Spirit move, I pray you. My Lord and my God, Holy Spirit. Move right now and baptize. Soak your people. Soak your people. Soak your people. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. When the power of the Holy Spirit is here, I will not need to repeat myself before you say a proper amen. Don't worry yourself. It is coming. And there will be some manifestation in this room in a moment. When it will be obvious that it's God, nothing to do with man, but everything with God. Let me give you understanding very quickly what the word baptize means. The word baptize was an original Greek word meaning baptizo. Baptism means to soak in. And that's what you do with pickles. You know how pickles is made? Pickles is what? Potato that they have cut. Eh? It could be anything. Ah, that is true. All right, good. The only one is the one we put inside salad that I know. All right, so anyway, those that I know, they've told us. To 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 uh, they've made me this their pickle language to soak David. So when 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 baptism means to soak, hmm? and so when you see pickle, they soak it in every aspect of it turns into the solution they soaked it in. Have you seen that before? Now, when you soak something in fire, what becomes of that thing? It becomes itself. It becomes itself. It becomes itself. That's why I say he made this minister flames of fire. So what I'm expecting in this room now is that everyone in this room will be turned to fire. And nobody can hold fire close without being burned. So that is the goal. That God will soak us. He said, there's one that comes after me, he will baptize you. Jesus is the baptizer. He's the one that will soak you. And he only soaks those here that have given their life. He only soaks those that are his. So the first step always is to give one's life to Christ in salvation. And then he will take you and soak you in fire. He will soak you in fire today. And then you will become a ball of fire. Burning and shining for him. We will take the second prayer point very quickly. I say, Father, baptize me with the Holy Spirit. So that I will be bright, I will be warm, I will move forward with speed and continue to lift every other thing that we said would happen when a person is baptized Holy Spirit. List it for yourself. In a moment, we shall do some ministration as the Lord will permit and allow us. And I have no shadow of doubt in my mind that nobody will live here the same. But I want you to get into that mood. Ask with your own mouth. Because somebody is moving forward, somebody is not stagnating anymore, somebody is moving to the next level in the name of Jesus. When we turn into fire, we will purify this environment. We shall not be complaining against laws and regulations anymore. When we are fire ourselves, we shall determine what will happen. Ungodly laws cannot stand because we will be the one to separate what we want from what we don't want. Yes, Lord, that's what fire does. Because as the fire we burn here, it will spill to the community. It will spill into the cities and towns and nations. And Christ will be glorified. Begin to list those things that the Holy Spirit, baptism and fire will do in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And this just come to my heart, not because I want to do it for the sake of it, because, but I, because I believe the Lord wants us to do it. Somebody say, fire. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, fire. Somebody say, Holy Ghost, fire. Fire. 
you will fill this room right now. Because enough of human effort, enough of human preaching, enough is the spirit that did it in those days and we must enlist his help. That's why from now on, the vision the Lord has given us as a congregation, as a people that meet together, people come in here speaking in tongues, filled with the Holy Spirit, hanging on in here, the whole atmosphere charged with the presence of God. It cannot be over one person, it must be over everybody. The Bible says He gave unto each of them, not just on the twelve, everybody receive. You will receive yours today. And as you receive yours, you will do the full work that has come to do. What shall we do? We are going to link our hearts together. Because usually when a stick is burning, it can burn out. But when you have a bonfire, even when one stick, one firewood is weak, it can light the next one. And I'm expecting a ripple in the name that's above all name of the power of God in this room right now. Sicknesses will automatically be healed. Deliverers will visit somebody automatically. Oh, don't worry, but my faith is not strong. That's why you are holding two people. Somehow, somehow, the third person, the fourth person, the tenth person from you, something will trickle down along that line and will strike you yourself. And we deal with our situation that is there in the name of Jesus. So I want us to now pray energetically and pray Holy Spirit power. Holy Spirit power flow through us. As Jesus has promised, we receive you now. Now, in the name of Jesus. Pray your understanding and pray in the spirit at the same time. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Indrepa risotto kashatari alaba. Let the fire move right now. Let this room be filled with the earnest fire of the Holy Spirit. On the, the gallery, in the technical area, right here in the youth church, in the children church. Lord, send your fire and carve this place and do the work that fire does. The work of healing, of illumination, of purification, of movement. Yes, Lord, Lord, my God, I confess our weakness. I confess our failings. I confess our inability. But we also confess your strength. We confess your power. Right now, Holy Spirit, move in this room now. Move by your power. Let your power and like your intent be seen here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit divine, move here. Move like never before. And glorify Jesus. Thank you, Rock of Ages. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. By the special grace and mercy of God, none of us shall remain the same. You are going away encouraged. You are going away empowered. You are living here envisioned. And you are living here above all excited in the name of the Lord Jesus. No more wind down. No more. Let that ripple effect go through right now. Everyone receive the touch of the Lord. Receive the touch of the Lord. Receive the touch of Jehovah right now. Father, as I link my hand onto this big loop, oh God, let there be an influence right now. Amen. Going through the old place right now. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you honor and glory. Unlink those hands for a moment. Unlink those hands for a moment. I want us to pray the prayer that gladdens the heart of God. And that number one prayer is that thy kingdom come. That number one prayer is that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The gospel will prosper in this city. And you are the fire that God will use to make it prosper. So you will agree with me as I pray. That the hand of the Lord will be stretched over this city. 
Father, in the name that's above all names, we have looked up unto you, the source of strength and power. We call on you right now, Father of all truth and grace and righteousness. Let this group of people that you have poured your power and fire upon today, release them into this community, Lord God. And let the whole field catch fire in the name of the Lord Jesus. One day, Samson wanted to burn the fire of his enemies. And being a very cunning man, he knew that it's going to take him a lot of time to be touching each one of them. So he lighted the, the tail of foxes. You read that in your Bible, book of Judges? And he released them into the farm. And the twinkle of an eye, as the foxes were running through the city or through the farm, the whole farm became a conflagration. Now the Lord is releasing us into this city. Releasing us to our community. The foxes were doing nothing. They were just doing what? Walking through the farm. And fire was burning automatically. As you go from here today, going through your neighborhood, going through your vicinity, by the special grace of God, fire will burst out in all these locations in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord alone will take all the glory. I pray final prayer for everyone. From now on, you are too hot to be touched. You are too hot to be afflicted. Nobody can afflict fire. Fire is the one that burns other things. Maybe you are still standing there. You are still not sure. By the time you get home, the hand of the Lord will surely have rested on you and there will be results in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We glorify your holy name. Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Still standing. I'm, I'm, I can't disobey the voice of the Lord. Sincerely at this page, I, I would love to go and sit down and just you know, do whatever has to happen. I don't know how I'm going to do this now. It's, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but maybe we find a way around it. What the Lord laid on my heart, three things. Prayer, linking hands together, and just a touch on everyone so that that fire will go forth. Not because of me, but because I'm standing as a representative to receive from above and to be the point of contact. Nothing more than that. How are we going to pull that off in five, ten minutes? I'm leaving. Who is it? I share using all you guys work something out choir be singing when we for more information on what you've heard please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk you'll also find other media presentations available to you stay blessed in Christ Jesus amen